This is a place for storytellers, a place where thoughts, dreams, and ideas come to life. Join me on my journey to unearth the real stories behind real people. No labels, they're just humans. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to They're Just Humans. This week, I'm going to be doing something a little bit different. I did it last season. Uh, I did not have intentions of doing this, but it is much needed. Not only is it much needed, but I feel it is my job as a human being to be as human as humanly possible which means there's a lot that goes along with being human let's normalize all the stuff that isn't good and is rarely ever talked about or admitted I'm sure that so many of you are like what in the hell is she about to say and why? <laughs> well, because in the same way that I felt just not quite right, like wearing that jacket that was too small for me and trying to navigate through everything, just how I thought that that was just normal to feel that way until another human changed my way of thinking and made me feel not alone anymore. And I was like, oh, damn, I can live my own truth. So if someone else was able to affect me in a way that was life-changing, then why shouldn't I be sharing something that in turn could change someone else's life? I'm basically raising my hand and being like, I'll go first. Because that's, this is brave for me to do. This whole podcast is brave for me to do but everyone deserves to be seen and heard. So if it takes me putting some of my shit out into the universe to make someone else not feel so alone in the universe, that is what I will do. So I am not actually gonna be talking about my endless amounts of struggles as a human being but the real struggles I have with another one. This is gonna be about my marriage. Oh, in full disclosure, I have my husband's full permission and blessing to discuss what I'm about to discuss and read what I'm about to read. And don't worry, because he's going to be here next week, and we're going to talk about all the things together. An excerpt. I hate being away from my home, my kids, my routine, my space, my dogs. I love my husband, although these days I feel like I can't get far enough away from him. He is everything and also everything I resent. And I didn't know how to get back the love 
that we used to share. A love that is not tangible, not verified by words, but by feelings. I've been so incredibly lonely these past months. How many? I am unsure. Not only am I numb, but so is time. I tried to force time to speed up so that I didn't have to endure any more of myself. I couldn't handle nor trust myself around certain others, but knew who I was at the core. People and their opinions have been a force for me, but also a complete soul suck. A soul suck that would spill over into my marriage. I had lost a love for my husband. I did. I saw us as not the same when I used to feel like there was a sense of oneness in there, an unbreakable bond. I had lost my best friend, but I had also abandoned myself to some degree, a shell, functioning, but was I? I suppose a robot doesn't require intimacy and I would have happily traded organs out for parts. I lost hope for us in a way that didn't seem real. How could this be happening to us? A lot of other hope was gone too, knowing what we had. I'm a stay-at-home mom with nothing to her name, yet carry just as much, if not more, of the physical emotional weight of it all. And I needed to put an end to the labels that I was assigning myself and to ask for help. And then my partner reminded me that not only am I so much more, but so are we. This is not a story about love. It is about something that was lost, that I wasn't sure could be found. It indeed was found. It was never about love. That was never in question. It was what was lost along the way. A slow burn. Something that you don't notice until it's right in front of your face. And you're not really sure how it got there. There was a yearning for the magic. The butterflies. The smiling with the eyes. The unspoken truths of what we refer to as love. Soulmate type love. I'm not willing to accept that this is just it. The magic that I used to feel, where did that go? It seemed like there was always supposed to be something more. Something more than just maintenance and contentment. Something that lasted longer than just a fleeting moment. The honeymoon phase, if you will. I know that I will grow old with my husband. At least that's what I know now. I knew it 10 years ago too actually 12 years ago. But is the knowing enough? Knowing that this is the person that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with, I want to spend the rest of my life with. 
I can picture the rest of my life with. Contentment in the way that I was feeling it just seemed off. It didn't seem like that was it. How could it be? So on my journey to find where the magic had gone, I discovered some things along the way. No one wants to say the thing that doesn't want to be said. But just knowing that it has to be done is half the battle. This is the small stuff that people, they, tell you not to sweat. Don't sweat the small stuff, right? I'm here to tell you, sweat all the small stuff. Because the small stuff is going to drown you. It will. Over time, it will. We all have different small stuff. It is not up to the rest of the world to tell you the rate and volume at which you should be sweating said small stuff. But I can assure you that the small stuff will turn into resentment over time. If there are small things that are important to you, It is your responsibility and only your responsibility to stand up for that. Your foundation will start cracking. So mend the cracks again, mend the cracks, because they're just cracks. Nothing is crumbling yet, but it can, and it will. I know my words can be like hot coals over a fire. There is no denying the heat and magnitude and possible scarring from them. But I will sure as hell never abandon myself. But sometimes it feels like there's a line between being okay with that and then just being a straight up fool. Because the ideals and the projections of the world has made us question everything that is real and true in ourselves. We have it within ourselves and we question that. So here's a pep talk. You're not a fool. I'm not a fool. But certainly we feel foolish at times. And that's okay. Your feelings are justified. Not that they have to be amplified. They just need to to be acknowledged. This sounds super cliche, but I married my best friend. The magic that I felt the day I met him was nothing short of another synchronicity in the universe. It was meant to be. It was something I was not looking for, but it happened and there's no denying that how it happened was kismet. Bobby and I had not only a love but a lust for each other for a long time I can't even remember when it started to lose its luster I am grateful for this life that I have because I am lucky but it comes at a price and I lost a part of myself in the mix. 
I'm so proud of my husband. I'm so proud of our marriage. And I also felt like a bit of my worth was tied to him. Just the fact that he is my husband gave me a bit of an upper hand according to whoever. Like I all of a sudden became someone because I married him. I always would tell people, I'm so lucky. And they'd say, well, so is he. It took me a while to give credit where credit's due. Not only did I choose Bobby, but Bobby chose me. I am not defined by Bobby, and Bobby is not defined by me. And that is what makes us so fucking beautiful. So here's a little bit of my slow burn. I stopped caring in a way. Even though my love has always been so incredibly deep and vast for my husband, there was just something I was yearning for in myself that I couldn't give to him. I was basically self-sabotaging for some type of protection, I guess. After having children, being a mom, it became so ingrained in me to kind of just be like a machine. And that was my job, my kids. I take a lot of pride in staying at home with my children. It's the hardest job. But I never felt like I was taken seriously or worthy, to be quite honest. I think it was the rest of the world through my eyes that I didn't like how they treated me when it kind of just came down to it. Like, oh, you're just a stay-at-home mom. I don't know how the just got in front of there. I have crossed over into the parenthood and motherhood subject here, which I know doesn't apply to every marriage because not everyone decides to have kids. Having kids is the most amazing love that is impossible to describe. It's also like going to a different level or a different world in a video game. When you enter a new level in a video game, there is so much that you didn't see coming. And that's kind of like becoming a parent. You are just like, okay, we have now entered uncharted territory. There's lava and ice and everything and nothing nice. I think the hardest thing for me becoming a stay-at-home mom is that my life changed in a way where I had to rewrite it. If there is a parent that is taking maternity or paternity leave, That is a leave that you're coming back from. A stay-at-home parent is a completely different job that there is zero training for, while the other parent gets to go back to a sense of routine. I could choose to work, I understand that. I am choosing to be a working mother, which is also a stay-at-home mom. But I don't think it's talked about enough, the sense of loss that comes along with that. 
my husband went back to work. Yes, he's providing for our family. He is supporting our entire way of living. But were we actually living? I think that's the key question here. Living is not living unless the experiences tied to it are meaningful. But there was something I noticed. I said to Bobby, we're always together, but we're never together. I think we put a lot of our magic into our children, which just comes naturally. We put all of our magic into our kids' bucket, and we forgot to leave some for ourselves. It's a slow burn. That's another example of a slow burn. Freedom and finances. There was something in me that felt not free because I wasn't the breadwinner or contributing to our family. By the way, this is all me thinking. Never ever once did Bobby ever question anything I've ever done in terms of what I bring in, how I contribute, my support. Like none of that has ever, ever been in question. But I found myself in a place where I felt a bit trapped. For instance, as silly as it sounds, if I'm at home with children or a child and I need to go somewhere to get something, whether it be a pack of gum or a haircut, I have to make arrangements for that. I just can't walk out the door. When I am making the 16th meal of the day and unshowered and dripping with children and my husband walks by and says, I'm going to get a haircut, which is his second haircut in three weeks, you better believe that there's a little bit of pissed off in me. I know it sounds stupid. And I know that you feel like you have stupid stuff too. It's the stuff that we let go because we do think it's silly and we're embarrassed to bring it up because our life is so good in so many other ways. I wouldn't I wouldn't change anything about being a stay-at-home mom except for the fact that I would have allotted more time for myself consistently so that I could recharge my batteries and be a better mom for my kids and be a better wife for my husband and be a better me for me. That's one thing I would go back and tell myself to do that is crucial. Otherwise, I wouldn't change being able to watch my kids grow. As much as they drive me crazy, as much as I am completely drained, I just sit and watch them and make sure to like soak up the moments. I wasn't always feeling that way because again, tired, beyond tired. Not only that, I was constantly questioning if I was a good enough mom, if I was doing everything right. It's really easy to get caught up in that when really our kids just need love and nourishment and to play. And as I'm saying that out loud, I realize that we all just need that. And it's okay to play, even as an adult. I think that we all think that we can't do that because somewhere along the way, it became irresponsible and immature. I'm not the best at asking for help. That 
is something I feel like a lot of people struggle with because they see it as a point of weakness. It's it's not, but I'm very much guilty of this as well. I think that we think someone's going to show up one day with a giant gold star and be like, good job, you martyred through that. No one's coming to your door. There's no gold star. So take some stuff off your plate and give yourself a gold star. Filling a cup to the top and continuing to pour is not going to put more water in the cup. It's just going to make a mess. I wasn't willing to give something up in order to hold space for the right things. Nobody should feel sorry for me, that's for sure. And for anyone who is yelling at me and saying, suck it up, buttercup, or the years go by so fast, before you know it, your kids will be grown and they won't want anything to do with you like they used to. Well, that hasn't happened yet, and I'm in the now, and I'm in the suck, and I'm trying to manage it. So that goes for any other human out there that is struggling with anything that you believe you should just be sucking up when it's actually sucking the life out of you. It doesn't mean it's bad. It just needs to be managed and not forgotten about and not swept under the rug. And here comes the guilt. Sometimes I feel guilty for saying these things out loud. Sometimes I try to backpedal and just say, but I have nothing to complain about. I have an amazing life, a very loving husband that would do anything for me. I could have a very abusive husband. So I'm extremely fortunate in so many ways that this could be so much worse. But if we normalize that type of thinking too, does that diminish the pain that we are feeling and the suffering that we're having and the loneliness that we're living because we downplay it to be not as big as everything else is. What is it that you might not like about your life, about yourself, about your partner? Have a conversation at least about the fact that you're feeling a certain way and you're not really sure how to talk about it because it feels wrong. And let's be clear, there are, there's the small stuff and then there are battles. Two very different things, but equally important. So sweat all the small stuff and choose your battles wisely but also fight for your own life and what matters to you, regardless of how small it is. And don't think because the magic is somewhere you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there and it doesn't mean it can't be found. I touched upon a fraction of the small stuff because I thought it was only appropriate that I discuss those things with Bobby here. Because this is an episode or episodes about our marriage. It's confessions of the first 10 years of marriage. This isn't a therapy session. This is a real life husband and wife who are willing to put some of their stuff out there for the greater good of the divorce rate and to flourish. 
and continue to do so in a way that is organic and not forced. We're going to talk about everything that happened to us during our trip to Greece, actually. It was not only life-changing, but something magical happened there. And Bobby experienced it too. So he has to be here to talk about it with me. And when I say it was magical, I mean that literally. I believe a magician may have been sent to us like a guardian angel. So thank you for listening. This was an unexpected episode to record, but it was something I felt deep within my soul that needed to be done. It was, I felt like I was called into action and I cannot wait to be back here with my husband, Bobby, next week. Be well, everyone. We'll see you next time.